brofists to you all, and we're starting today with an enormous congratulations to Happy Bugger in the chat, who moments before the show started, discovered he was going to have his third child. Congratulations, my friend. Congratulations. That is how we want to finish up this week. Finish strong, feel powerful. Feels internally consistent with the joys and pleasures that come with everything over on this side of the pond. Congratulations, my friend. Very, very happy for you. I hope it goes well. I hope everything is spunky-dory. Very happy for you. What a week it has been. Extraordinary. Spent time with the devs of Chernobylite, which was amazing to have them in the chat for two days straight, filling in blanks, doing all that kind of stuff. And of course, we did finish that game today. And we also checked out Back for Blood, the Left 4 Dead 3 game. Mm. Not for me. <laughs> Not for me. I was really bored after like an hour. I was really goddamn bored. Yeah, I was bored and it's very expensive. Ah, unfortunate. Unfortunate, but that is the way it goes. We also did the first version of our new show, SideQuest, which felt like the most appropriate name in the world for our situation is we're going on a side quest. That's what we're doing. The main quest will have to wait. And we are going on a side quest. So we set out to make our show, which has been great. Lots of feedback, like a bit more structure. Uh, so it's a little bit more organized. Maybe some uh, little links at the bottom to get through it. Um, the side quest animation was BIS. Yes, that was Mr. Chris who put that together for us. Uh, so really thankful because we're obviously going to make mistakes. We're obviously going to have to kind of work through how we like to do it. All those kinds of wonderful things. So any feedback and stuff on that is great. But it opens up a whole new world of being able to explore and enjoy games. Which is why we're here, right? To enjoy games and enjoy our shared passions and hobbies together. Which is what I want to do. That's all. Sharing the hobbies and adventures and... Hopefully turn you guys to some fantastical experiences that maybe you wouldn't have enjoyed otherwise, which I think is the way to go. I think that's really fun. We also have another show coming soon uh, that we're working on, which is far more nerdy, like so nerdy. It's going to be long. It's going to be arguing over minutiae because as a min-maxing turbo nerd, as an absolute turbo nerd at video games, Trying to fit everything into that little 10-minute box that YouTube right, likes and the Zoomers enjoy. Let's use that term. Uh, ain't really for me. I want to talk about the nitty-gritty. I want to talk about the detail. I want to talk about the uh, the little stuff. All those things that you kind of don't have time for when you're trying to be concise and to the point. Uh, so we're going to be doing that. And uh, who better to join me on that adventure than Mr. Nups himself? Uh, basically, the conversations that we have about video games can span long into the night. And uh, it should probably be captured in some form. So we're going to be trying that out. On the alternative fun side, though, GoPros and things have arrived for our September events, which I'm going to be trying over next week. So one day next week, ideally, uh, we might be doing a sort of outdoor excursion, IRL-ish stream to test it all out. It's likely to fall in its ass. Connections are going to drop. The whole business. But hopefully we'll have a day of doing fun stuff and working that stuff out and figuring out how things go. Uh, in order to make that stuff work smoothly when we actually need it to work. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be events. Was I pressured? I was convinced. Not pressured into getting the GoPro, but convinced it's probably a good idea. Convinced it's probably a good idea. Emma's doing a dry run with it today. She's taking it to the farm. So it's probably going to smell like shit. <laughs> it's probably going to smell like actual horse shit. Anyway, that's our updates for today, but it's not why you're here right now, right here, for this last hour of the week with me. Uh, and that is because we're here to tell some stories. Now, I don't know uh, the nature of these stories. They are overseen by wonderful Bex, who goes through the stories and picks them for us. But you can submit them on our website on PreachGaming.com, or you can email directly to drama at PreachGaming.com if you have some tales to share with us, because we all have a tale 
we all play with rather strange folk online. Uh, especially, you know, anime fans <coughs> and things like that. <clears throat> so this one that Bex has sent me caught my eye. Drill Sergeant Donald Duck. <coughs> hmm. Drill Sergeant Donald Duck. <coughs> yeah. I don't know where this is going, but uh, uh, we'll see where it goes. So we need two names for this, which will be Chance. And obviously our names are taken from our wonderful website supporters who make this show possible and our YouTube stuff. You guys are awesome. Chance and Stoopwaffle uh, will be our friends. Is it not Stoopwaffle? It's Stoopwaffle. Stoopwaffle. What we'll go with. Uh, so we've got some tags for this. Uh, evolving some crazy Ray Leader and somehow Grandma Kitty Talk. Are the tags we use. Uh, we do tag the stories, by the way, on PreacherGaming.com. Look at me, I'm so shilly today. Uh, you can find every drama story we've ever told, all categorized, notarized. You remember that one thing from that one story sometime? You can go and find it on the website, uh, and you'll find out exactly where it is. All right, beautiful people. Let's have some fun. Howdy, Preacher, and all the lovely, wonderful people listening in to my little tale. I'm a long-time listener and a first-time submitter. After hearing all the bizarre stories that go on around drama time, I just wanted to share one of my more wholesome and bizarre memories of my time in those halcyon days of vanilla World of Warcraft, the original vanilla taste. The story about my first serious raiding guild. Even though we were absolutely casuals. And how even that can be taken to extremes. Really weird extremes if you find the right people. So my first gut instinct here is that we're dealing with somebody who has never raided competitively or anything like that, but is absolutely going to push his casual friends to be the most hardcore they can be. Uh, they might do crazy things like use potions and flasks and all that kind of madness that only the nerds use. I started gaming back in 2005 in the original base game. I had played Warcraft 2, 3, as well as Starcraft and Diablo 2, and even Lost Vikings for the SNES. I was the biggest Blizzard fan. I loved the worlds, the lore, the characters. I loved when World of Warcraft was announced that my dreams were coming true. I had never played an MMORPG, unless you count poking at Ragnarok Online free servers when I was a teenager. So the idea that I could be one of those people, just be in the world of my favorite game, was all I needed. Naturally, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> naturally i rolled on an rp server why is that naturally it wasn't natural i avoided that like the plague why is that natural <laughs> I, I didn't read this paragraph but there it is naturally i rolled on an rp server wanted to immerse myself in the lore with people who also appreciated that warcraft lore this was well before the Moon Guards or Wormrest Accords even existed, and before things in the RP scene went absolutely bat fucking insane with Cat Clan RP and Goldshire mailbox dancing. In the original days, in the old days, in the nostalgic days, we were in it for the story. We were in it for the setting. We weren't in it to blow cat ladies. I was also a Horde fanboy. I loved everything. The undead, the tauren, big two-handed weapons strapped to their backs. So my first go at playing the game was with an undead warrior. I was not very good at the game, but nobody on an RP realm was playing for max deeps or hardcore raiding. 
Mostly I participated in dungeons, failing upwards in a slow and steady manner as we all do at the start of an MMO. And sticking around Brill for that sweet, sweet undead roleplay. It was most I was mostly debating about how good human flesh tasted. And whether we might actually be the bad guys. Oh, the innocent, naive, naive days of vanilla World of Warcraft RP. Over time, I managed to grind my way through a vanilla warrior's leveling experience to max. And realized that, except for a few instances, I had never really done anything in this game besides roleplay. I had never PvP'd. Not a single time. I had never gotten more than a handful of blues. I had never seen a purple item. I was okay with being a casual. But it started to feel like my $15 dues a month was being used as a glorified chat forum. A change was needed, my friends. I needed to get my money's worth out of this game. So I decided to start looking for a guild. A guild who was interested in doing more than just roleplay. More than just standing around and talking about human flesh. Doing content. Organized content. The trouble was that RP servers at the time were some of the least populated. Nobody cared about progression. Nobody cared about how good your gear was. And nobody cared about anything other than your backstory. Guilds were mostly RP guilds. Insular. No outsiders welcome. They were all very thematic and focused Undead guilds lurking around in the Undercity and cackling about mad science or having melodrama about pain and suffering of being one of the undead. There was a pirate guild because, of course, there's always a pirate guild doing pirate stuff. We would hang about in Booty Bay drinking rum. Occasionally, and I do mean very, very occasionally, there would be inter-guild storylines with players trying to come up with more interesting things to do, and events that built up into something, rather than nothing. But in between that, a few pug runs here and there. Only a select few guilds actually went to these things called raids to do anything. But one of those guilds, just one of those guilds that did a little dipping their dick into the little bit of raiding. They were looking for a tank for Stratum Dead. And I happened to need to go to Stratum Dead. I was pretty okay, all things considered. And while I was not by any means optimal, they were patient and understanding. As it turned out, I was running with their guild's leader and three of his officers who were playing alts. They asked me if I wanted to do some more dungeons. Like, more than one dungeon in a whole day. This was more World of Warcraft than I had done ever. <laughs> wow, two dungeons in a day. Whoa. <laughs> hey, back off, nerd. <laughs> okay. Yes! Yes! And we started resetting the dungeon after we had done it. Then we did Strat Live and Undead together. We even did Blackrock Depths and then LBRS. I explained to these people through party chat that I had mostly been playing World of Warcraft for, for, for nearly a year by myself. Only a couple of RP friends ever coming to dungeons and none of them would ever consider going to like a raid. Do you want to join our guild then? We're not really RP types, but we're casually and friendly and we're open to new players, but we like raiding and stuff. I had done so far seven dungeon runs with these guys and we had only wiped a couple of times. 
if their dungeon runs were any indication, all of this was true. These were good players. Serious players. I had a weird kind of notion in the back of my head. Why do you roll on a roleplay realm? If you're not really into roleplay. I found that some of them had never even played video games seriously until World of Warcraft. A lot of them were in their 30s and just kind of doing stuff in the game. I was 20 years of age in 2006 and I felt like a complete noob, but they took me in. And we started to do game content. I still wasn't sure how I felt about raiding because that was, you know, big. But their motto was their guild standard. We are here to have fun. I want to have fun. So that seems easy enough. What can go wrong? The short answer? It didn't. The weird though. The, the twist on that. The weird answer is. Because voice chat is a thing. I said I wanted to get into raiding. And the guild leader said. Come aboard. So I bought myself a headset and a mic. Downloaded TeamSpeak. I would stay up for hours just talking and socializing, asking about raids. What were they like? 40 players in a singular room fighting one giant boss. I started asking more interesting game talk, dorky stuff, but these guys all accepted it. I was finally being a true game nerd and these guys were totally fine. As it turned out, RP servers do attract a certain variety of people. They attract the giga nerds, the turbo nerds. The real salt of the earth nerds. Sometimes they're not even World of Warcraft nerds. Sometimes they're not even video game nerds. Sometimes they're 45 year old women who love knitting while sitting in Ogrimmar pretending their tailor is knitting socks for the raiders. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Sometimes they are 45 year old women who love knitting while sitting in Ogrimmar RPing that their tailor is knitting socks for the raiders. I mean, sure, maybe. I mean, I can't say I've experienced that, but yeah, okay. Sometimes they're crazy human beings who will rant for absolutely no reason about Egyptian gods being among us and how they secretly control the world, Illuminati. Praise be. But I'll tell you what, though. They were fun people. Really fun people. My most memorable experience with any of these people, however, came to raiding. This incredibly casual team of people managed to cobble together 40 human beings necessary to dive into the Molten Core and Blackwing Lair on a semi-regular basis. I was at the time an arms warrior who was just looking to mortal strike some things. I was in a mishmash of dungeon gear and notably Herod's shoulder was still strapped to me at level 60. I had somehow not managed to find a single set of shoulders better than those since the Scarlet Monastery. I feel you. I still had the illusion, illusory rod, or whatever it was called. Uh, so that happened in vanilla. <laughs> it happened. If you didn't get the drop, you didn't get the drop. I still had my level 40 staff on my first Molten Core run. <laughs> the rest of the raid team was similarly bedecked in terrible greens. But as we know with classic World of Warcraft, it ain't that hard. We were just inexperienced and we needed good leadership. Fortunately, the guild leader Chance and his officers were excellent at making people believe in themselves. 
And for everything else, he had the raid leader, Stoof Waffle, to explain the fights and make sure that we were doing what we needed to do. Now, I don't like to make fun of people's voices online. I hate the sound of my own voice and rarely spoke up on voice comms. But I really feel like I have to highlight the utter disparity between the guild leader Chance and the raid leader Stoof Waffle. Every single raid night we would collect in the raid channel of TeamSpeak where the Chance would make sure everyone had what they needed and go over our schedule for the night in the most suave, soothing, Bob Ross voice you could imagine. He was in his 30s, had a wife, children, and maybe even a successful business reading lullabies to people. His voice was velvet, made whole. This man's dulcet purr could diffuse any situation. He believed in you. And he believed in what you could accomplish on your character. But he's not a tactics man. He isn't the one to go over the fights and strategies or doing shot calls in the middle of content. Every raid night after we were all collected, flashed and buffed, he would turn over comms to the raid leader, Stoof Waffle. Stoof Waffle was not a calm man. He was, for reasons to this day, I'm still not quite sure, unsettled. He may have had a history in some other guild from which he developed an unending hatred of undisciplined, unorganized, unprepared fools. Our raid leader, Stoof Waffle, is in his mid-50s. And he was a literal grumpy old man. <laughs> Stoof Waffle also sounded like Donald Duck. Doing Ah uh, uh, Lee Ermy. And for those of you who don't know who that is, it is the It is the man from Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> he was high. His high, nasally walls were dramatic and punctuated with gibberish. <clears throat> Hold on. I'm not sure how to do this. <laughs> uh, my Donald Duck is a bit like... It's a bit like that. But... <clears throat> I can't use words doing that voice. You know? <laughs> I can't really do that. <laughs> we would frequently be greeted with... <laughs> can't do that what the fuck what the fuck put damage on the triangle when the skull is up what the fuck do i have to get to do gang dps and attack the mark at his peak anger he was the human equivalent of keyboard mashing over voice chat stoof played a hunter he had rock Dalar. The super ultra cool epic bow that required a long and difficult quest chain to complete. In a guild of people who had never seen anything better than Dungeon Blues. But he hated the other hunters. And I mean hated them. I'm convinced that his unbridled rage towards what he called. <laughs> Eli Melee Hunt Wads. I don't know how to say I'm not skipping the voice. <laughs> I think this is Elite Melee Hunters. This is what it says. E-Lite Melee Hunt Wads. <laughs> so what he called E-Lite Melee Hunt Wads is the reason survival as a spec was not viable until years after he quit the game for fear he would break into the Blizzard offices and eat whoever was responsible for those changes. 
I am 20 years old. And I am terrified of this man. He scares me legitimately. I did not speak during raid nights because I thought that any, absolutely any showing of weakness would have me square in his sights. And yet the guild's kindly grandmother who played one of our six reliable healers always laughed and talked about her kittens with push to talk held down the entire time. Occasionally guildies would say stuff like, oops, I broke CC. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Which would be met with a, reshape, reshape, moon reshape. But then a mage would say, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Relax, relax. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And he would go back to calling out mechanics in between grandma's kitten talk. We didn't always succeed, as you can probably imagine. We wiped many times just getting through raids that were at the time old content. Many guilds would do these raids in their sleep, and we weren't clearing Blackwing Lair even months, be even in the few months before the Burning Crusade launch. Despite this fact, never once did Stoof call out one person. Single them out for low DPS, low healing numbers, bad mechanics, or anything like that. He would just say, This game is kicking our ass! He would always generalize it, so as to not make an individual seem, seem like a bad player. And then Chance, in that beautiful chocolatey voice, would calmly, rationally explain that we needed to do just a few things different in order for us to succeed. A whelps in Anixia's lair not dying fast enough? DPS them more. <laughs> He's not the raid caller. <laughs> I figured it out. I used... I... <laughs> I, I used my upstairs thinker box. <laughs> Got to switch to them sooner, you know. Getting turned into a bomb in Molten Core? Move away quicker. I was, to say the least, I was, to say the least, confused. But we did eventually get a taste of MC Blackwing Lair and some ZG. But then the Burning Crusade dropped and we all had this new world to explore. We got gear that was so much better than the few smattering of purples we could ever have in Vanilla Raids. And yet, some people had never seen the inside of ZG in our guild. As we leveled, we still held Raid Nights for the classics. And as people steadily began to out-level that content and get greens that could carry us through, we continued our progress on Vanilla World of Warcraft. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Your guild leveled in the Burning Crusade? So they could keep progressing vanilla? <laughs> Again, the upstairs thinker box. Just, just spinning those mice, man. Just spinning those mice. At around level 65, our guild saw, finally saw Hakar the Soul Flayer. About six months into the Burning Crusade. Bro, you're making me cry. Are you kidding me? You're making me cry. We were, of course, overgeared and overleveled, but this is the final boss of a dungeon we had been progressing since nearly a year now. He had the most deadly abilities, complex mechanics we had ever seen. Now, that is true. I think there's an argument to be made that Hakar is more complex mechanically than anything in Molten Core and Blackwing Lair. It is, if you think about it. I mean, even Cremagus has just run out of line of sight. Like, it's, it's like, it's nothing. That's, I think that's factual. Even Nefarian doesn't. 
Maybe Veil? Mechanically speaking. Kind of? Not Veil. Razorgore. Maybe? Maybe? I think her car is more complex than that. I'd have to think, but I think it's pretty close. Neff had stuff, but... It was managed... Neff is managed by, like, three people. A competent tank and your mages. If they know what they're doing, you're fine. You can't really screw that up. I've been in several Neff kills where every hunter had no weapon in the first, like, 30 seconds of Neff landing and still fine. Hmm. Neff doesn't do much. Like, can your tank turn around if the rogues get called? I mean, that's kind of it, right? Okay, anyway. <clears throat> Hakar the Soul Flayer, the final boss of Zulgarub. He had the most deadly abilities, complex mechanics that we had ever seen. I knew bet that Stoof was going to have us on top of our game this night. He began his absolutely mad ranting at us as soon as the guild leader said take over. I need all of you to line up at the edge of this platform. I don't want to see a toe over this separation between the temple and the line. I don't want you on the steps. I don't want you on the stones. I want you right here. He adamantly insisted that none of us move. None of us speak. All comms must be silent. He stood apart from us like some sort of mastermind organizing world domination. We waited with bated breath to see what this fight was going to be like. This is Hakar. Oh, this is the first time you ever reached Hakar. Really? Okay. <laughs> This is Hakar, as he said to demonstrate to show us the boss as he turned around and right-click Hakar on his hunter and shot it in the face. As you probably remember, hunters tend to do that quite a lot. <laughs> Bail! Stoof popped Aspect to the Cheetah and leaped off Hakar's temple as the pissed, takes, the pissed snake started slithering towards us. The raids scrambled to leave as fast as they could. Some diving straight headfirst into the water to blow. Others hitting the stairs and the stones, dying immediately as they fell from the great height. We had a near total wipe on pull number one. Most of us had to run back because we'd lost every healer in the jump. Stoof was fuming about Blizzard making it so hunters auto-attacked on right click. <laughs> you rat bastards, Blizzard. <clears throat> Everyone was laughing so hard, they were in tears. During my time with this guild, I replaced my crummy Herod's shoulder with proper level 60 loot. I got my whirlwind axe because I was never able to complete the quest on my own when leveling. Aww. I equipped some of the first purple items I had ever seen in this game. I rode an epic mount and even got my flying mount after they graciously donated the gold to my poor, inexperienced newbie ass. I eventually had to stop playing WoW for a while. And by the time I returned to the game, that guild was unfortunately dead. I don't know what happened to that sultry-voiced guild leader or that incredibly angry little raid leader. I hope they are well, and I hope everyone else out there is, is too during these crazy times. But for those of you wondering, we did never kill Hakar. Be good people, and thanks for reading. How did you not kill Hakar? During the Burning Crusade. 
How? How? How is it even remotely possible to not kill her car? During the burning crusade. Oh my god. Oh. Okay, uh, Bex recommends this. Never go full RP. I'm fuck I'm down for it. That wasn't an RP one. We have had a few RP stories, but uh, there's also a newbie story here. So let's see how we go. All right, never go full RP. Let's do this one. This sounds fun. Because I agree with this. <sighs> Freto. Freto. Oh. My throat will be sore tomorrow after that story. Thanks for that, Bex. Thanks for ruining the content. Never go full RP. Never. No problem. Hey, no problem. <sighs> Fixed. Water gets it done. All right. <clears throat> we need a guild name. Do we have a theme for this guild name at all? It's an RP guild. We need an RP guild name. I assume it's an RP guild. I would guess. Uh, there's no description here. So we need a guild name to go along with our tale. Um, and make this world. Okay, so it is an RP theme. Uh... Aurora Mediocritus. <laughs> okay, that's, I like that actually. Aurora Mediocritus. It's got the Latin in there. I like it. Hello, Preacher! Today I bring you the tale of my first and only foray into RP just to check it out. Let me give you a brief background on myself. I've been playing since day one of the open beta through every expansion. I would say I'm above average skill and ability. I primarily PvE, dungeons, raids, the huge. From Mr. Pandaria on, I only dip my toes into Mythic Raiding, preferring to just raid... Oh. <laughs> From Mr. Pandaria on, I only dip my toes into Mythic Raiding, preferring to just raid Heroic up through Ahead of the Curve, then do whatever, do that with several alts. I, I think that's a bit of a misnomer. I think he doesn't do myth Mythic Raiding after Mr. Pandaria. I tend to play two, uh, two or three different mains each patch cycle to keep the game interesting for myself. Since Mr. Pandaria, my, with my work schedule and whatnot, I just pug my way to Keystone Master and ahead of the curve. It's not that bad. I can still find fun in the game, mostly like, most likely because I don't take WoW too seriously. Yeah, who would do that? <laughs> Idiots. I also name all my characters immature and borderline inappropriate names. Obviously, I do my best to adhere to the TOS. This is the story of how in Battle for Azeroth, I decided that maybe the next goal I should go on in my journey was to try RP. And I, in turn, I found out that even in RP, your adherence to a character has limits. This is no tale of ERP or secret toxic noom druid fetish circle. <laughs> you know, that gnome liquor story nearly cost me a lot of money. <laughs> I'll tell you about it later. This is a... Not today. This is simply a tale of how I attempted to execute an expansion-long story arc with a single character. And ultimately ended up kicked from a guild and in general, general avoided RP. But, I tell you this, my friends. I never broke character. I decided for my story that Alliance was the faction for roleplay. All of my characters are Horde, and I decided this would be a good way to enter the roleplay fray. I didn't want to start from scratch, so I took a character that I decided not to raid on my main server with, and transferred it to the holiest of lands, Lamoongard. I downloaded the appropriate roleplay add-ons, which lets you write your backstory and see others' backstory. So enter Freyto, the Gnome Hunter. 
Are you guys all prepared for the amazing backstory of Freyto the Gnome Hunter? This, <laughs> this is the story I wrote. <clears throat> A talented tinkerer and inventor in his youth, Freyto was forced to flee his home of Numerigan with the other gnomes when the city was lost. Sadly, Freyto was the only member of his family to survive. Finding his way, Ironforge, finding his way to Ironforge, his life took meaning. Finding community in the alliance, he endeavored to aid all whom he could through his skill as a warrior and ability as a tinkerer. Not to mention a plethora of friendly foul-mouthed banter. Never insulting or perverse, but when something killed me, Often, I got horse-cocked. What the shit was often an expression, and in general inserting the odd shit, fuck, cock, dick, etc. into sentences, which both did and didn't make any sense. With news of the attempt to reclaim Gnome Regan, Freyto immediately volunteered to be first among the charge. Sadly, as we all know, that effort was folly. Neither Freyto or any other gnome would return to their beloved city. The loss hit Freyto hard. For years, he regressed into his tinkering, removing himself from any attachment to friends or community. With no clear focus or goal, he moved from project to project, never really perfecting any design. Not using the fabled restraint of master gnome inventors, Freyto began using more and more caustic and toxic chemicals in his inventions, hiding away from the world, lost in his work, with no care or concern of how the toxic fumes were affecting his health or mind. Enter the battle for Azeroth. During a walk to the auction house on a fateful day, Freyto became caught in the middle of the Horde's daring rescue of Princess Talanji. Caught to the momentum of the day, there was little he could do on his own to stop this escape. When the city was put to flame, that fire also rekindled something in Freyto. He sprang into action, using whatever he could find to help fight the blaze and save as many as he could. He was able to rig a pumping device from an old mechanical yeti and portable barbecue to help extinguish the blaze. With a new sense of purpose, Freyto looks to aid the Alliance in any way he can as they head to Kul Taras, and what awaits. Ooh! <coughs> so, he was AFK for a bit, but he's been breathing bath salts, which is kind of a bummer. Alright, so we've got maybe slightly whacked out... Why is he a gnome hunter? Or is he... Is it Freyto the gnome hunter? Not gnome hunter. So the first order of business, business then, we must find an RP guild to raid with. I needed one that wasn't looking for mythic progress, but a heroic guild would do. One that had a good RP community within it and was interested in character arcs and not hot, buttery gnome licking. I found myself Aurora Mediocritus. I applied and after an out-of-character interview with the guild master, I was allowed to join. I had the proper level of raiding experience and he liked my backstory. He also stressed that character story and interaction with guild RP events was a high a priority as raiding was. And it was either both or none at all. I immersed myself fully into this role. I made sure as a BM hunter both of my pets were robotic. 
I favored the mechanical rocket chicken and the mechanical sheep. I also had every other mechanical pet from the squirrel to the gorilla on deck and ready to roll. I made sure my mug was crisp. Like the biggest cobbled together shit show I could. Everything looking like it was put together with a combination of what you could find in your kitchen junk drawer and the random crap in the back of your garage, all put together with duct tape. I had maxed out engineering and accumulated a metric ton of engineering gadgets. Shrink rays, grenades, exploding sheep. Everything I could find that could be used randomly in group content on enemies. As an obsessed tinkerer, as my backstory told, I wanted to always be have as many gadgets as possible available to me at each and every moment. I also made myself my own personalized slash emote macro. Vrato reaches into his bag. Little did I know that this simple emote would become the bane of my guildmate's existence. The expansion began at a good clip. I was playing well and we were progressing through M+, and gearing at a rapid pace. We cleared all and normal without incident and began heroic. Through all of these bosses, M+, and normal runs, I would say something on the lines, I'm gonna try something. Which then would be followed by my emote, Freito reaches into his bag. I then would use a random engineering item just for fun and flair to add to the role of the story. Some of them would bring a laugh as I would shrink ray a group member or MD a trash pack to the tank using a mechanical exploding sheep. I attended guild RP events and participated. A daring raid on freehold pirates who hijacked a shipment of Azerite for the guild. An excursion into the swamps of Nazmir to battle the blood trolls and lay claim to a secret Azerite mine. Wait, you guys actually went like... Extra Azerite farming. Huh. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it led us to learning about Gahoon and the secret mine, which was actually under it. It was fun. The guild seemed to enjoy my humor, my character's eccentricities, and the dedication I was clearly giving to the roleplay of the situation. As heroic progress was getting tough, I started to implement phase two of my character's over-the-expansion story arc. I added to my story that Freyto was starting to have a more erratic personality. His obsession with tinkering and the lack of caution working with toxic chemicals was beginning to have side effects. It became more noticeable that he was easily distracted and occasionally would lose his train of thoughts mid-sentences. I was enjoying this. I was easing into my character's arc really nicely. A gradual descent into madness. When joining groups, I would go to the wrong dungeon. Fuck you, man. I hate you already. <laughs> Actually hate that. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> when we would set, put together AP Island farm runs, I would often just wander off to go look at something that piqued my interest. Oh, uh, you're making islands take longer. Oh, God. Uh. On the occasional war front, I would have lunch at a campfire while the battle raged on. I mean, that's pretty much everybody in a war front. Still though, I performed when it mattered. When I was needed. When I was called upon by my friends. I wouldn't brick a key for my guildmates. But little lapses in judgment would creep up. If we were in a great shape on time, or we had already blown the timer... As we were fighting a trash pack, I would say something like, I wonder if that tide caller has a two millimeter bearing spring on him. 
And then, of course, the emote. Fredo reaches into his bag. I would then send a rocket or a grenade or exploding squirrel into extra trash. Inevitably causing chaos, panic, and sometimes a wipe. On the pull before our first... On the pull before our first heroic Gahoon kill, so this is progress rating now, as we were recovering from the wipe, I said, I'm pretty sure this thing hates dragons. And then, of course, Rato reaches into his bag. Several of the raid teams screamed, No! No, dude, no! As the same time as a flying mechanical dragonkin began to head towards Gahoon. It aggroed the boss and wiped everybody. As we rezzed and got ready for another attempt, I apologized and I said, I could have sworn I read that dragons eat worms or something like that. We then killed Heroic Gahoon without a single death. Everyone was happy. The wipe before was forgotten and thankfully I wasn't kicked. As we farmed all deer, I slowly but surely made sure the events of Freyto's distractions happened more frequently because we're on farm. Next tier, the same progression began with the battle for Dazzara Law. M plus and normal, followed by heroic progression, as was science at this point. But Freyto has become more and more erratic. The invites to M plus runs started to become less frequent. <laughs> now, I want to be clear. I still pulled very respectable DPS. I would do mechanics properly, but both in dialogue and behavior, Freyto, not me, would become sidetracked. Throwing nets on random enemies, launching mechanical yeti at an extra trash pack, exploding sheep became more of a thing of dread. All the while, of course, Freyto reaches into his bag. It became the precursor that something was about to go very wrong. In speech, I would trail off from the topic, losing coherency, only coming back to the conversation minutes later. Pre-raid, I would type in a completely nonsensical story along the lines of how I could create a mechanical gorilla shark to corner the lane snapper and the banana market into several emotes and pepper them out during a last boss fight. I was still attending the guild's roleplay events, a treasure hunt in Uldum, a contest of strength between guild members in the Colosseum of Stranglethorn, a wedding, but Freyto would occasionally interrupt one with one of his classic and hilarious lapses in concentration. While flying the winner of the contest of strength around on his two-seater rocket for everyone to cheer on and eventually take to Booty Bay for drinks, Freyto said, I think I see an old tree harvester down there. I could use the ocular sensor from that. And then, of course, it would be followed by Freyto reaches into his bag. I dismounted the rocket, causing the winner of the contest to free fall to his death in front of the guildmates in the Colosseum, then activated my glider and glided off into the distance to get what I needed. My guild then found me in Booty Bay Bar, hitting an engineering target dummy, ranting about the price of axle grease. When asked why I dropped the winner to his death after he'd won, I responded, What are you talking about? I've been working on a new target dummy all day! after being in the RP Guild event with them for the past two and a half hours. We were still able to kill Heroic Jaina for that sweet ahead of the curve, but Freyto... Freyto was starting to wear a little thin on my guildmates, on my motley crew. But I was 
determined. I was here to see my character arc through. So the next patch arrived, the Eternal Palace. I updated Freyto's character bio to explain that the constant tinkering with toxic substances had eroded Freyto's sanity. He would hallucinate periodically. He pretty much could not make a complete statement without trailing off eight ways from Sunday. He would constantly swear. The sheer amount of engineering items I was using to keep this story arc going was costing a fortune in mats and purchases. <laughs> Even so, the guild didn't kick me out of my raid spot. During the encounters, I was doing solid DPS, and yeah, I was still a good player. Occasionally, there would be lapses where I would start emote tinkering something mid-pull. <laughs> I could tell my RP was starting to annoy other people. But fuck them. You know why? This is an RP guild. And I was told at the start of this adventure that RP was as high a priority as doing the raids. We were on an RP server for Christ's sake. The guild master would say that I wasn't required to come to guild RP events anymore. I enjoyed them. I know they're not required. I just enjoy being there. Freyto's descent into madness was going as planned, from what I could see. I made sure to show up to as many RP events as I humanly could. Although I would often arrive late and inevitably irritate everyone with my manic antics and stories, it was all part of the storyline. However, I was no longer invited to literally any of the guild Mythic Plus runs. I also was no longer formally invited to go to the RP events of the guild. Not that anyone told me I couldn't go, but I wasn't invited. I thought, okay, I'll try and spread it out a bit. Okay? I'll try and spread it out. So I started joining in on other people's RP events on our server. But as it turns out, a foul-mouthed, hallucinating, erratic, exploding, sheep-launching, shrink-ray-casting gnome hunter broke a lot of people's immersion if they were doing something naval or militaristic. And then plus groups didn't appreciate the antics either, making their run harder. People other than guildmates now dreaded seeing the emote of Freyto reaching into his bag. It was progressing heroic Lady Ashvane when the patience limit was reached. The guild was perf purposefully excluding me now from RP events. As I was, as the GM put it in our one-to-one -one meeting, causing friction and interrupting the storylines of the events. But by simply looking at where the guild members were, I would track them down and attempt to participate. Alright, so at this point you're legitimately being told to stay away? <laughs> you're still going though. <laughs> they're actively no longer telling you where they're even doing the events. Just to be clear, they have stopped inviting you to even dungeon groups. They're actively telling you to stop going to the RP events and then having to be secretive about where they're having these events. And still you're going. Still going. <sighs> I would track them down and attempt to join in in my own way. Well, of course, Freyto, not me, was attempting to participate. It meant, of course, that I would turn up and use random engineering items. I would claim he was working on a self-cooking mechanical sausage, for example. 
then wander off mid-event, only to wander back later with more nonsense. And Fredo, of course, reaches into his bag. But this emote was now met with anger and rage. Stop reaching into the bag, okay? Just don't. It was shouted more than a few times. In character, though, with my story, and this is my defense, because it is my character arc, uh, Freyto would also become a big liability in raids. I had to keep making it more erratic, because that was the story that my little gnome was going through. So, I would constantly be launching engineering items at trash and bosses, wandering in and out of mechanics aimlessly, misdirecting to random people, all the while rambling on about miscellaneous topics in no real structure that I had prepared before the raid. It was on raid night where I received an actual legitimate out-of-character whisper from the GM. Hey, hey. Look, I really admire how you've been sticking to your character's story arc. But we need to talk. You're disrupting the guild and everyone else's RP. So I responded. I thought RP was the point. Becoming a character, building a story within the game. Which he replied, yeah, it is. Your character, though, just ruins everyone else's time. <laughs> You've been showing up to events where you weren't invited. And at the last event during the member's hero monologue, you were wandering back and forth in front of him, rambling on about a mechanical two-ass dog while setting off fireworks. It completely destroyed and ruined the other person's story. Huh. I thought about it for a moment. What do? What do? What do? What do? What do? And then I responded. You know what we need? A redemption arc. That's what we need. I could try and start a redemption arc. I could try to cure his insanity. But I've got to tell you, boss. Story-wise, he's pretty far gone at this point. I'm not sure he's going to make it. <laughs> the GM sent me a sigh and then this message at this time we feel that you've caused so much disruption to the guild members and our raid team we're just going to remove you best of luck instant g kit before i could reply <laughs> right so here i am ladies and gentlemen this leaves me with two options doesn't it if we really think about it I can continue my story arc. Find another guild. Or I could just call it a day and transfer the hunter back to my main server and just not RP anymore. I could do that. So, of course, I decided let's see if we can keep this story going. I applied to two more guilds that were progressing Heroic Eternal Palace. I added to my character's story that the years of working with the toxic chemicals had driven him mad and left him shunned by society. One of the guilds was like, sure, you can join in trial. Your raid experience is pretty good. I did a normal EP run with them. Staying in character, of course. Initially, they thought it was hilarious. They enjoyed what I was doing. But by boss four, though, the never-ending stream, because I now had all my old macros being reusable again, because this was a new guild, the never-ending stream of rambling thoughts, engineering gadgets, fireworks flying everywhere had really worn fucking thin. 
the emote Fredo reaches into his bag. It was already met with, really? Again? I, they didn't kick me, though. I still had to try out for their RP side of things, which meant there was an event to go to. This RP event that was to be my trial process was to take, was to trek across Voldoon to reach the pirate port, exterminate the vile pirates, steal their ship, and return to Stormwind with a new ship for the Armada and a fresh supply of Azerite to power the team. Apparently, I'm sorry to tell you this, a naked gnome wearing a satellite dish hat running from two mechanical dogs. So with hunter pets, you can run around and it genuinely does kind of look like they're chasing you. Setting off fireworks and throwing explosives everywhere while ranting about the construction of a mechanical umbrella that could cut your hair really interrupted the final epic battle with the pirates. Which had been the storyline that several members of this guild had been setting up for quite some time. I was kicked before we'd ever really got anywhere. They never even sent me a message about failing my trial or anything like that. No out-of-character message warning me. So I sent the message to the GM and I was put on ignore. I started whispering other members where I was ignored as well. This is where my RP adventure ends, friends. I half-heartedly applied to two more RP guilds, but I didn't really care. Apparently my disruptions at RP events were public knowledge and they didn't care about my story. They just didn't want me around. I transferred back to my main server and decided that maybe I'm not very good at RP. I didn't want standard RP adventures. Who gives a fuck about a pirate or a navy or shooting the Alliance and the Horde? Who cares? It's boring. I definitely didn't want to ERP because, well, you know. And to be honest, if I'm being truly honest with you all, the most fun part of my RP and my whole RP arc was pissing everyone off. It was really fun for me. But I also felt like I'd done a good job. I respected the RP rules, you know. I adhered to my character 100%. I gave it my all. Maybe one day I'll bring Freyto back. Try it again. For now, though, I have to just heroic raid on a PvE server. And playing at my leisure is just fine with me. Until it's time for Freyto to return. And remember, guys. If you see it, you should run. Freyto reaches into his bag. The end. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, you don't play with me. <laughs> I ain't playing that. Don't play with me in any game. Ain't no way... Ain't no how. I mean, it's I could. It's extraordinarily selfish, right? It's extraordinarily selfish. I I don't get the RP world, but I mean, going into other people's stories that they've prepared and worked on, and just being like, "Hey, look at me! Just steamroll this whole story." Guilty. <coughs> I think guilty is the way to go. <clears throat> This is not how you RP in groups. I think our RPers out there are just like, oh, God. No, no, no. Ladies and gentlemen, that just brings to the end of uh, Drama Time for this week and our usually scheduled streams. You guys have been awesome. Absolutely awesome. Uh, I did see the spam in the middle of the stream, which was very swiftly taken care of by our mods. You guys are extraordinary. Big love out to you guys. 
and I will see you as soon as humanly possible. We are looking at the Forgotten City next week, which looks to be one of the... It's been compared to the Outer Wilds, which is one of my favorite games of all time. So we will see how that goes, and I hope to see you there. All right, if we have any streams over the weekend, I'll tweet it out. But other than that, be awesome, be good, take care of each other, and have a fun weekend. Bye, everybody. Where's my, where's my button? There it is.